0: Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful Hey, welcome back to another B-Side Podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: And my name is Matt Lloyan. Good to be with you guys on a rainy Monday morning here in central Pennsylvania. At least it's not snowing, Matt. It's not snowing. It's not snowing. In fact, most of the snow is, is gone.
0: I was just looking at that this morning. I only have a little bit of snow left in my yard, and... Um, the angels in heaven
1: rejoice. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I know. I know this is a hard season for for many people. Uh, for Floridians, native Floridians, it's it's especially hard. Our heart goes out to John yeah. and the Robinson family. It was yeah. Thank you so much. It was, <laughs> no, it was
0: really it was beautiful. We enjoyed um, the snow. It it's uh, it's still cold, and so I was. Um, I think it was it was like Thursday or Friday. I was overly ambitious when I saw that it was going to get to be like 43 degrees outside. Yeah, I wore a t-shirt. Yep. That was a terrible mistake.
1: T-shirt, shorts, sandals. Shorts. I
0: got my sandals out. It was, yeah.
1: It's a throwback to college days, man. <laughs> That's like all year round we wore shorts and sandals everywhere, oh, yeah. at least in well, Texas.
0: Look, hey, in Florida it was, it was, uh, it's not just college. It was middle school and high school. I wore, I don't know if I wore a shoe unless it was like a cleat.
1: You didn't wear sports a shoe. Sports. You were you were uh, you were a little hippie in college. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Long wow. hair
0: had long hair. It was yeah. Wow,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. This is With new. Sandals. This is new information. Sandals, uh, yeah, I mean it was Bible college. It was, it was really Bible, walking yeah. in the literal footsteps of Jesus. Yes, so, yeah, grow yeah. the hair out long yeah. and you know well, sandals yeah, because
0: are... yeah because Jesus had long hair and, <laughs> and walked barefoot and in sandals everywhere. That's right.
1: And, uh, wore tie dye. It was that's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, short, short, random kind of tangent for a second. Uh, you went to uh, the university where Billy Graham went to college before he went to Wheaton. That's true. Yeah. I, f- I forget what it was called back and then. It's Florida uh, Bible Institute. Florida
0: Bible Institute, and it's, uh, it's um, Trinity College of Florida right now.
1: So um, I was down in North Carolina last week, and yeah. I had a couple hours. Uh, to. I was waiting for somebody at the Charlotte airport. Uh five miles from there is Billy Graham Library. Yeah. So I had a chance to pop over there and oh, spend did? a couple hours at Billy Graham Library. And nice, um, yeah. I mean, just um, gosh, as you think about acts and you think about the Holy Spirit empowering a movement, empowering mm-hmm. some kind of revival. I mean, yeah. you, you know, certainly, you know, some of some of the 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 aspects around Billy Graham and um, some of the aspects of the library feel a little more kind of. Um, it's Christian subculture supercharged, like it feels a little feels like a, a Bible Bible little hokey. Yeah, it feels a- <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, okay, I can see how this this also could rub some people the wrong way and be sure. and feel contrived and feel inauthentic and that kind of thing. I could see that. Yeah. But my impression walking away from there was, man, the the Spirit of God was just upon um, not only this man, but this movement and the people mm-hmm. around him. I think that was also neat yeah. to see at the at the library. Yeah,
0: I think that's undeniable. I think we we in many ways can look back in history, yeah, and be very cynical and critical. Yeah, but what God was doing in these moments in the time and place, you know, I, we can look back at like the um, the Great Awakening or even the Second Great Awakening with a little bit of criticism and cynicism. Sure, um, but this was it was a very um, it was a very unique time hmm. in history, and God used specifically Billy Graham, I yeah, mean, put this preacher you know from from really nowhere, yeah um up and you know in front of kings and queens and you know presidents and um yeah. spoke to millions and millions of people yeah, uh, in a day and age where there was no social media, yeah I mean literally was in front of millions and millions of people yeah. not not digitally
1: right not followers digitally yeah. yeah this is this is what happened in real life before yeah. zoom it was it was incredible that is man um, well and it's it had has deep personal meaning uh, for me in that my my dad became a christian watching a billy graham crusade on tv mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. as um you know a 30-ish year old man uh, yeah. he watched a billy graham crusade on tv and that's that's what he looks back to as the moment when yeah. he put his faith in jesus and so I, you know, even even seeing the the, the crazy statistics of the numbers of people mm-hmm. he was in front of, yeah. um, when you know someone, and then of course our own family's history and family legacy, you see how God used this this man who had this massive audience in an individual life, mm-hmm. and the ripple effects around that, and so I, yeah, I just found myself grateful for that, um, and really, you know, it ties in with where we're at in the Book of Acts, just in that mm-hmm. it um, to see the hand of God upon His followers in a way that. As Jesus promised, would be the case that even greater works His followers would do right. because He sent the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
0: No. So, wow, that was that was an incredible transition. Man. You know, it's we How? it's
1: it's good we don't plan this out. We get better things out of not planning out our banter at the beginning of yeah. this than uh, yeah. But, man, Acts 4, you did a great job yesterday, John, Thanks, opening up Acts 4 for us. I know we're kind of switching hats a little bit today. I get to ask yeah, more of the questions, oh, yeah. and, and you get to respond, and <sighs> then you know we'll bat them around. You but... would be on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, right. Some of the questions coming, I think, could be uh, you know, a, col- a collective contribution.
1: Great so. questions came in, and, and several of them. So let's get mm-hmm. right into those. Um, yeah. Acts 4, of course, picking up the story. Uh, of Acts 3 and uh, Peter and John healing this man who was born unable to walk. Mm -hmm. um, And then Acts 4 and we're tracing the responses from the Mm -hmm. Jewish leadership to that. So um, yeah, let's jump in. So uh, here's one comment slash question. John, and I agree with this, you did a great job pressing us on toward boldness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the theory of it in our lives as Christians. But on the ground level, what does it look like practically in our cultural moment today? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, many kind of potential issues that that could, could relate to. Um, another related question here that came in from someone else was, you know, since we don't live in, in a country or a culture where people are imprisoned or martyred for their beliefs, what are the range of ways people are persecuted in our day and age that would keep us from sharing the gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then this also bleeds into topics like, okay, lockdowns, uh, the Equality Act, mm-hmm. which is a current legislation yeah. piece being pushed through the. Uh,
0: I think it passed, actually. It
1: passed uh, at least the, the House. The House. Yeah, yep. It's yep. Now.
0: Yeah.
1: yep. Uh, being forced to use gender pronouns, continued mm-hmm. racial division, et cetera. So, yep. massive question there. Yeah. Basically, keep the, it really light, guys. The Thank gist, you so much. The gist of it being. Um, <laughs> You know this boldness in Acts four, kind of bring it into the to the present moment yeah, today. Yeah. What what's some thoughts you have about what that looks like?
0: Yeah, man. Like I think I think these are really great questions. These are big um, big questions about like where we are compared to where um, things were with uh, the apostles, right? And so uh, I think some of the ways in which this would correlate is that there are um, sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle ways in which uh, we are told not to uh, preach the gospel. And mm. specifically, and I want I want to clarify that, like, when we're talking about the boldness of Peter and John here, yeah. uh, we're looking at their, them specifically not being told specifically not to preach the gospel.
1: Yeah. Not in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of Jesus. Right. Like, yep. do not
0: preach on the resurrection. Do yep. not preach the, you know, do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Um, So this is a very specific um, boldness in which they now need to step into. And I think, um, Matt, I was really grateful for the ways in which you, um, even leading our communion yesterday, were were able to even go, hey, look, this may not even be, um, this may be something for me, like in my own weakness, I can't. I can't do that. I can't hmm. Um, hmm. I can't step into boldness. But I think that hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit, what we see through Acts chapter 4 is the Holy Spirit giving his people a boldness that is not their own hmm. to speak into uh, a culture, a darkness, a, a world without hope, um, the truth of the gospel, the saving hope of our faith, which is Jesus Christ and hmm. the resurrection. Yeah. And so when it comes to... Um, you know, hey, yeah, we're not necessarily, you know, being put on stakes and, and set ablaze and we're not um, being beheaded for sharing our faith. Yeah, Yeah, those extremes aren't happening here. Yeah. Uh, they are happening around the world. Right. Um, so there is a reality, even in our day and age, you know, Boko Haram is killing Christians yeah. um, by the hundreds mm. in Africa right mm. now. Um, there are many other places, even around the world. I'm thinking like places inside of the 1040 window, especially mm-hmm. um, in China, in the Philippines, and in these different places where uh, the gospel is being suppressed. Yeah, uh, where people are being killed for what they believe and preaching the name of Jesus. And so, yeah. although it may not be happening here in our moment uh, in America, there is the reality of this around the world. So yeah, that's that's one piece. Yeah, I think secondly. Um, there is a and and why I wanted to push the boldness um, to the degree in which I did yesterday there is a there is a fear or an assumption that happens there's huh. for us to not be able to um, engage people with the truth of the gospel. we're either afraid of offending people hmm. um, or we're afraid of maybe what we find ourselves lacking in yeah. um, that keeps us from preaching the gospel telling people about Jesus neighbors friends co-workers whoever they may be yeah um, where we'll just we'll just have really good conversations with people have great relationships with them yeah. and Jesus never shows up yeah um, he yeah. never he never the words of the gospel never leave our lips mmm where you know we want to communicate the love of god the the patience of God, the forbearance of God the um, the hospitality of Christ, mm-hmm. we want to display these things and we just we display them without communicating really what it is and and even in our challenge for Easter outreach right you know we're saying, hey look we don 't want you to just you know do the secret Santa, drop off a hundred dollars for like a neighbor without there being any kind of mention of right. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is our motivating factor here.
2: Right. Yep.
0: As Christians, we have to be explicit about why we have this hope. Yep. Always have an answer for the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. That's what Peter tells us. Like we we need to be able to express what it is we believe and why we believe it. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, like there may not be major um, what we would consider to be extreme measures to. Um, suppress and persecute Christians in America, I think we've allowed less obvious pressures to suppress us maybe even more. Hmm. Um, Whereas Christians around the world have come to a place where like this is what they believe. This is their hope. They are willing to die for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm reminded of the Gosh, was it the 29 or the 39 um, Coptic Christians who hmm. were martyred yeah. in, was it Egypt?
1: It was, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Or Lib- Libya. 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 Libya.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder, you know, I ask myself, like, is this true of, of us today? Like, are we, are we really willing to die for this? Are we willing to die for our confession? Mm-hmm. If we're willing to die for what we believe in. hmm as christians have for thousands of years jesus christ peter paul like all of these guys um died for what they believe in would we not just wait for that moment to happen would we not in the me- in the meantime confess what we believe to others pray that they would come to know jesus christ as their salvation yeah like i we need this boldness to yeah. to not just stand up for for when persecution comes in an obvious way, but when it's in a subtle way.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining then the the follow-up questions, and I think I'm hearing you you say this too, John. Like, but but about okay. So what what do we do then mm-hmm. um, when it comes to things like the Equality Act, yeah. gender pronouns, um, lockdowns? And I'm hearing you say, you know, when you were talking about that, Peter and John were bold about the name of Jesus, about the resurrection. I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul lays out what he calls things of first importance. Right, right. Death and resurrection of Jesus. You know, life, death, burial, mm-hmm. ascension of Jesus. Faith in Christ that is mm-hmm. our only hope for salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Jesus' merits and not our own. These are like core, non-negotiable truths of the gospel. Right. So, So clearly, most direct application, implication of Acts 4 is... Be really bold about the things of first importance. Right. And, and those are things to die for. Those are yeah. things that you absolutely should be clear about, should be bold about. Mm-hmm. Perhaps even we would then add to that these other topics which are important and they're they're related, certainly, mm-hmm. that that there's a need to be the most clear about the gospel itself and the things of first importance. And then actually if we find ourselves being bold about things outside the things of first importance. Which would be second or tertiary importance. Yep. Right. And not being bold about the things of first importance. Yeah. I think that should be a moment where we we pause and we say, why am I willing to be so bold about these mm-hmm. other things? Yeah. How much of the gospel am I assuming mm-hmm. That, that just is kind of already the backdrop of this because now you're being bold and going toe to toe with people culturally mm-hmm. that don't believe the same things about first importance right and it, and right. it means that it, it still means there's there's still a place to do that they're still mm-hmm. in the in the participation we have in a broader and democratic especially society mm-hmm. and we want to bring the common grace of God there we want to bring, uh, the, the benefits, the like seeking the flourishing Jeremiah twenty nine of the places that God has us. So it's not to say we don't talk about those other things, but I think that's where I would maybe go first with with any kind of question about boldness is is it clear to everyone we come across to everyone we come in contact with when we are when we are bold that the thing we care most about the thing we are boldest about are those things of first are is yeah. the name of Jesus the so things the name of just, first importance and, and people's salvation yes yeah. yeah.
0: If I if I am upset with someone because they are you know, um, let's say like um, pro homosexuality, yeah. maybe they themselves are you know a practicing uh, homosexual. Yeah, they, this is their thing. This is what they believe. If if my only concern for them is their practice of homosexuality, I've missed the gospel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've missed the gospel. I've missed the fact that this is a person made in the image of God. Yeah who is not following Christ yeah. and needs to know about the things of first importance. They need to know about Jesus. They need yeah. to know about the resurrection. They need to know the hope that I have yeah. um for for this life and the next. Yeah. And I need to care for them. And this is I alluded to this yesterday in in like the people who would oppose Christians, right? Yeah. Um, do I care for them? Am I praying for them? Am I wishing for their good and not their ill? Yeah. Right? Am I praying that God would bless them? Yeah. Right. That they would see the goodness of God and their goodness of God would lead them to repentance. That's right. You know, and that's, that's, right. that's that is the hope. Yeah. Um, because so many times and I've seen this so much in Christian Christian culture and sub Christian culture in, in America, is um like we we really love and we would like to practice imprecatory psalms more than like, more than like the gospel, right? So like <laughs> those are just,
1: the ones just in case people okay, aren't familiar yes. with that term. Those are the ones like you know God shatter the teeth in their mouths. Yeah, you know yes, like, like I want to pray, I want to pray hard yeah, bad yeah, things yes, on people. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. so
0: like we 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 much more would rather do that than we would uh, love our neighbor. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I think. These, you know, regarding like lockdowns and the Equality Act and and gender pronouns and and continued racial division, like all of these things, um, they have their importance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to discount the importance that they have culturally. What I have had to concern myself with is: Am I making disciples? Am I caring for people? Am I um, being the hands and feet of Jesus in the mm-hmm. Harrisburg region, mm-hmm. involve, that involves people. Mm-hmm. It involves my neighbors. Yeah, It involves the people that play baseball with my kids, right? It involves the people in which my our circles will overlap, mm-hmm. right? Um, the ways in which I participate in some of these changes, Equality Act, lockdowns, and all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, we live in a democratic society i'm going to elect the people that i you know i think will will be wise in those positions to to move and act in that way yeah right um but if i spend all of my time concerning myself over those things i have lost opportunities and times to care for the people who are in direct vicinity of who i am yeah um and therefore i've i've lost the things of first importance yeah And so I think there there are good things to concern ourselves about. Mm -hmm. I think there are ways in which we can do that. I also want to put myself in front of people who don't think like me. Yeah. uh, And believe like me because those are the people that need to hear the gospel. Yeah. I think we always need to be preaching the gospel to ourselves and to believers. Yeah. Uh, I want to, you know, I'll qualify that. Yeah. But like, man, like there are so many people who are lost and without hope. Yeah. That's um, right. Who I sleep hundreds of yards next to. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah, that's no, that's right. I think too, John, as you were preaching yesterday through Acts four, the the order of the events in Acts four make a make a big a big difference. So, mm-hmm. so Peter and John are going about doing what they're called to do, which is to to proclaim Jesus. They're going yeah. to the temple. They're 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 participating Pray. in worship. Yeah. Yeah. They see an opportunity. They're 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 of course always praying for open eyes and ears to respond. Mm-hmm. They they respond. You know, the Holy Spirit empowers this miracle. This man's healed. Mm-hmm. It's actually the persecution comes to them as a direct response to them living out the faithful yes. calling right. as followers of Christ that they are so the order is important there in that i think sometimes when we hear the word boldness we say we become provoking we're like we become yeah, the sure. instigators that mm-hmm. like that like try to jump into culture and try to bring a conviction in our own strength mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing the holy spirit to do the work as we are going about our yeah. ordinary lives and so I would say that the, there's a there's a need for boldness primarily in everyday ordinary faithfulness Christian yes, 100%. life. 100%. Live out the the truth of the gospel, hold to the truth of the gospel as you live out your ordinary life. That will generate some responses to you. But then you are as Peter talks about in 1 Peter 3, giving an answer for the hope that's in you, but what does he say? With gentleness and respect. Yeah. You're you're now responding to the 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 attacks or the marginalization or ever coming at you with gentleness and respect, that's boldness too. I think if we're conflating boldness with antagonism or, or provocation, right, where we right. start going in and going like, "Hey, hey, everybody, deal with this," you yeah. know, deal drop, with this. Drop a
0: drop a you know a Jesus bomb or a, a grenade, yeah. throw a grenade into the situation and go, "Ha ha!"
1: It's gonna take so much boldness just to hold certain lines yeah. and to not cave yeah. on certain lines, and I think that's where. That's where I think there there, there are things in, in these topics that are important. And we, you know, John, you, as you know, we wrestle and still wrestle as an mm-hmm. elder team mm-hmm. with, okay, um, a pandemic. We're trying to live everyday, faithful, ordinary Christian life. Right. We shut down worship services for the better part of three months at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. We reopened in June. We've done different things with masks and different seasons, trying to be responsive to mm-hmm. where we're at. We don't claim to have perfect answers to these things, right. trying to navigate, you know, how do we work with authority that God's put mm-hmm. in place? How do we so all these tensions that we experience here? Here's where it felt like okay, we're responding to something, and there's a non-negotiable line where we're going to hold it, yeah. and it's going to take some boldness because we're going to get pressure to do otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is to continue to have a physical gathering for worship, to mm-hmm. continue to take the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. to continue to sing things that we're called to do yeah. in worship services.
0: Yeah, and that's what Peter was saying is like you know, he says whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to listen to God, you must be the judge. Right. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Yeah. You know, and yep. this is this is, you know, we talk about constraint like there are out you know, external constraints for sure, but th- there's an even an internal constraint here. Yeah. Yep. With with what Peter was saying is I'm constrained by the gospel yep. to prioritize what God has said uh first. Yep. You know, we we have Christ is first. Our allegiance to Christ is is primary. It's primary above our family. It's yeah. primary above ourselves. It's certainly primary above any governing authorities. We want to respect and listen and obey the governing authorities that God himself has put in place.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: until we can't. Until we can't. And the times in which we can is when it tells us we we must live this way. We must gather together. Mm-hmm. We must worship. We must do these things. Yeah, and so and and that's man, that's complex in and of itself. It is right. You can take a lot of things and go. I want to put that in that bag, and I want to put this in that bag, and yep. really, like there are some essential things that we we would we would hold to and say these are the things that belong with the the issues of first importance here. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, you're, that that quote we we keep um, the verse we keep. Kind of coming back to with um, with Peter is like I also find it interesting that it's Peter who's saying with gentleness and respect. Yeah, homeboy was not like the first one. It's to
1: not. So not the first words that come to mind yeah, when you think about yeah, Peter.
0: Yeah, when you when you uh, when you throw his like personality profile up there, you're not looking at gentleness and respect. This yeah. is something that he's had to learn. Yeah, uh, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, refining who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important to see like. God's work in even Peter's life mm-hmm. to be this man who bold, um, confident, mm-hmm. um, the first ones to like to jump across the line. I mean, he's 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 the first one pulling out a weapon when Jesus is coming to get arrested. That's right. I mean, he's yeah. he's a bold guy. He steps out, but he's also learned like how to approach things. Hmm. Like the Holy Spirit has given him a wisdom when he's starting to write his epistle you know in his letter to go hey look this is what i've learned Mm -hmm. this is this is what the holy spirit has taught me and Mm -hmm. this is what he wants me to communicate to you Mm -hmm. um and i think those are those are those are important things to to note as
1: well that's really good that's really good um i'm sure much more we could say on that and and i would encourage you guys in bible studies to you know flesh that out i think um yeah, care care for each other well in the way you talk about that that topic because it's um, it is hard to know what the specific calls are and where to hold the lines and I think there's there are measures of conscience to what to where to hold some of these other lines in in public discourse. What's not kind of up for conscience uh, up for grabs conscience wise is are we are we bold about the things of first importance, and mm-hmm. is that the clearest thing about us? Yeah. Is that the clearest thing that people would know? We're, we're holding the line yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, another question, too, John. Um, so, um, if we if we're compelled and bold, to compelled to be bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, your third point yesterday was about being compelled. How Peter mm-hmm. and John are compelled. Uh, this person said many of us have been praying that for years, been praying for boldness, been praying the way that these mm-hmm. uh, apostles did question is this, why then are we not more compelled and bold at this point, if we've been praying that way for years? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the deeper questions and or is the deep, are the deeper work or issues in our hearts that that points to? Mm-hmm. So someone, you know, and I'm sure this would resonate with many, myself included, we want to be courageous. We want to be bold. We love what we see in Peter and John mm-hmm. and the apostles in Acts 4. We don't see that playing out in our own lives. Yeah. Why? What do we do? oh man
0: I mean there's this is uh this is a good question a good question I think something that is that is deeply wrestled with um, I think some of it is is are we having faith in ourselves or are we having faith in what uh, like the Holy Spirit's showing up hmm. um, I find myself to be incredibly deficient in so many ways hmm. to um, to be able to handle um, you know I'm like Man, like what's that verse recall? Uh what mm-hmm. you know, what would you know, what would uh, what would you know, some of the, the more famous apologists say in these moments? Hmm. Um I think the boldness comes it comes in um it comes in measure. Hmm. Um it comes hmm. when we're willing to step out and and have the conversation. Uh and pray praying for that boldness in that moment, going, I know I need to say something here. Yeah. Uh, pulling someone aside um, and, and being willing to be, be honest with them and kind of like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to lose a friend here. I don't know if I'm um, going to, you know, I, there, there may be a consequence, such mm-hmm. as, you know, what, what Peter and John had here mm-hmm. was there was a consequence to their action. as As we said, as they were doing the normal everyday things of life, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why specifically, like some of that boldness um, has not been answered. I'm not sure exactly what a non-response looks like, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've had to I've had to put myself out there with people before, mm-hmm. have conversations. We've had um, even on our elder team, we've we've had to step into hard you know, situations with people yeah. and, and show them their own sin and call them out on things where we could very easily have just left that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for our elder team and the ways in which we have been able to do that. I've seen that modeled in front of me. I've participated in that. Um, boldness comes um, in the everyday things, in yeah. the in the moments, yeah. in the willingness to go across the street to talk to a neighbor, Mm-hmm. Um, and the willingness to to be present, to pray with people, to just sit with people in the midst of their grief, yeah. Um, and praying for opportunities. God, give me the strength and the wisdom right now to to speak life into this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, it's it's a it's a great question. I think it's a, a um, it's a deep like question that comes from longing. Yeah. Um, and I really do respect the, the, the questioner here in this, in that, their desire for boldness. Um, yeah, even even an offer like if that's something you are struggling with, and that's a prayer that you've been asking for, like, like, I don't know the the, the specifics. Like, sure. Let's let's yeah. let's sit down. Let's talk through some of that. How can we encourage you um, in a big way? We need to be just called to it as well, which mm-hmm. is what I felt like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, without getting into some of the specifics, yeah. there is a call for boldness. There's a there call is. for action. Yeah. We, as Christians, are missional agents of God. Hmm. And so we need to be missional. Mm-hmm. We cannot sit back and not engage a culture in which God has placed us in. Yeah. As much as I love the idea of like just being around people who are like minded, and that is. So fun and it's so easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're not called to be isolated. We're not yeah. called to be monastic in yeah. like, hey, we're just going to kind of everyone who believes like us, we're going to build a giant, you know, castle and we're going to live in here and be self sufficient and yeah. we're not going to have to engage culture. No, we're we're called to engage culture. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I, I want us to think about that well and challenge us to that. Yeah, um, because I believe the gospel compels us to be present in our culture mm-hmm. um, and I, yeah I'm not sure what the deeper things are right now for the, this this question you know the person who's asking this question um, but I would say like yeah there is a there are people who desperately need to know about the gospel and you may be, be the only person who has won the faith of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, In you Mm -hmm. who is in that person's life, yeah, you are the only person who's going to be able to share with them the gospel. You're the only one that has the relational um ties to that person that they will listen. Mm -hmm. So pray for them, pray for opportunity, and then act on the opportunity, yeah, when God presents it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, I, I think it's you know, the Holy Spirit's empowering of these apostles and then they go back and they pray for more and they just keep praying for more. So it's not a, it's not even so much for Peter, a definitive um, like one time switch. I think the resurrection made a huge impact on him, but, um, but certainly, you know, he ends up being reluctant to go share the gospel with Gentiles. He needs that, he needs that kind of continual empowering of the Holy spirit. So that, that ongoing dependence, I think praying for boldness you're on, you know, if you are praying that and, and we, you know, I know I, I have these things and this is one of them, being bold and courageous that I pray for some. I don't I don't pray for it maybe consistently and, and something that I'm feeling even in your sermon yesterday, John, the, the need to pray for more, boldness. You, uh, you also yesterday, um, you talked about the constraint piece, more from that that external side, that there's yeah. constraint placed upon us, mm-hmm. uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil. You just alluded to this a second ago. Verse 20 just jumps out in the Acts 4.20 mm-hmm. in that interaction where know says, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. Verse 20, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. There's an actual constraint. Like So it makes me think of what Paul talks about in Romans 6. We are going to serve Something and someone. Yeah. We are constrained. We are under the yoke of someone or something. Mm-hmm. You and I, as elders, when we step into someone's messy situation and we call someone to repentance, mm-hmm. that is at least, in, at least in my heart, at, I, as a reluctant person, as not a not a bold, courageous person by nature, mm-hmm. I do that because I feel the yoke of God upon me in this chair, saying. Mm-hmm my job in in christ is to shepherd this person's soul in the gospel and if Mm -hmm. i don't i'm constrained in other words Mm -hmm. i have a constraint upon me Mm -hmm. that this is absolutely the faithful way to live here i think apart from that constraint i don't think i would do that i don't Mm -hmm. think and the holy spirit of course giving me the heart you know changing my heart to do it Mm -hmm. so not everyone is an elder not everyone's called to be an elder Mm -hmm. everyone is called to be a faithful follower of christ and, and a witness mm-hmm. to the work of Christ, to the person of Christ, mm-hmm. feeling that sense of a yoke upon you, which Jesus, of course, says is easy mm-hmm. and light, it's, but mm-hmm. it is a yoke yeah. to feel the constraint to say when you see another person who is not in Christ, when you see another person who is crushed under the weight of sin and the lies that Satan and the world and the flesh tell them, the constraint, if, if there's a way we can in that moment feel the yoke, the constraint uh, upon us, that I think compels us then, what, what Peter and John, what you talked about yesterday, compels us to actually say it mm-hmm. and to be bold. So I, my experience as an elder and feeling the constraint of that role, whatever of that you can kind of take and, and, and apply to everyday faithfulness for a disciple of Jesus Christ, yeah. which there is some, um, feel, feel like we're going to be constrained by something. Uh, be constrained by the yoke of Christ where you have you cannot but yeah. speak of, of what you've seen and heard. Yeah,
0: I, I think it I think it comes back to like if you're like a really compassionate person too, like true compassion here is to tell people the truth.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um
0: I think that you know, I tend to, you know, I see that, I feel that, you know, like where like I don't wanna like I don't wanna I don't wanna put this out there, I don't wanna offend them, I don't wanna I don't wanna be the um the religious person, you know, like, but yeah, but you are though. Hmm. Like, but you have the hope. Yeah. yeah. You have the people. Yeah. Um, you have the, you have the, you have this inside of you that is, that is living and active. It is the, it is the very presence of God. Mm-hmm. Like lean into
1: that. Yeah. That's good.
0: Lean into the fact that, that God is with you. Like trust him. Like what I pray for constantly is more faith. I think hmm. I think so much of the deficiencies um, of of my own life is hmm. is where I trust and rely on my own abilities and mental faculty, mental faculties, and hmm. and all of these things. Yeah. Um, and I need more faith.
2: Hmm.
0: I need to trust God. I need to <laughs> I need to get to a place where I'm like I have nothing else to offer you. That's good. but Jesus Christ.
2: It's
1: good.
0: Um, I cannot. I cannot be nice enough to you. My niceness will end. Yeah, right? Either by uh you moving, me moving, me dying, whatever it is. There sure. is going to be a point. And and looking at the person like the um the rich man looked to Lazarus and going like, "Why? Like why wouldn't you tell me? Why didn't hmm. I know?" Hmm. Um hmm. there is I I see this from a spiritual um an eternal standpoint. Like hmm. I really I truly truly believe that um that th- there is a reality to come. Yeah. And that people like Spurgeon said this. He says if if uh if sinners be damned, let them leap to hell over our bodies. Yeah. Like yeah. let us lay our lives down in front of people pleading mm. with them mm. to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's good. There's
0: a spiritual reality and friends like let that look I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not a a uh, person who's going to like lay guilt and shame upon you mm-hmm. but I will lay a spiritual reality upon you mm-hmm. and let you wrestle with that. Let mm-hmm. people have to jump over you mm-hmm. if they're going to get to hell. Yeah. Um yeah. And and that's let that be a motivating factor because it's a spiritual reality.
2: Yeah.
1: No, that's good, John. That's well said. And um, hopefully that for you this week gives you plenty of other um, other ideas for your Bible study and um, questions to engage on there. Um, feel free, and I would encourage you, we would encourage you to open that up with each other. Some of you might be inclined to be bold, but perhaps bold about the wrong things, um, to lead with things that aren't the things of first importance, um, that'd be good to share and explore with your Bible study group. Uh, others, uh, perhaps not bold, not courageous in anything, and, um, and getting into maybe some of the specifics of what boldness would look like uh, in everyday faithful ways um, could be really helpful to take Acts 4 and bring it into the present. Mm-hmm. So, John, thanks for, um, man, just serving us well yesterday as a church family. Uh, Looking forward to jumping in and continuing on with Acts uh, in the weeks to come. And, uh, yeah, you want to sign us off?
0: Yeah. Hey, it's good to be with you guys. And as always, uh, we hope you have a great week. And we'll talk to you later.